Welcome to the Tell Janice Radio Show, where you will hear inspiring stories about life, love, and labor from amazing women to help lift you up. Now, here's your host, Janice. Thanks very much, and welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're listening, and I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from our guest today. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you that if you know of a fabulous female that you would like me to give a shout-out to with a few words of encouragement, acknowledgement, or congratulations, please let me know their names by clicking on the link at telljanice.com. My guest today is Cappy Pidwell. She is a leading expert in human behavior as a master of NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, and Advanced Hypnotherapy. And she's been studying human behavior for many, many years. Her topic today is going to be how to master your money mindset. It's such a pleasure to have Cappy on the show today. Welcome, Cappy. Hi, thank you so I'm excited to be here with you. I can't wait to to hear how you got started, and I like our guests to start a little bit about um, about their background and how you got into hypnotherapy. Can you start with that? Sure, absolutely. So it's you know like everybody, right? We all have our journey, and I often say that this career chose me. I didn't really choose it. <laughs> um, I was extremely extremely skeptical and really uneducated and unaware of what hypnosis really was because my relationship to it or my experience was only I saw a stage show once in high school and people were dancing with broomsticks and doing silly stuff. So that was really about as far as I knew. And, of course, the mysticism and the whole social concept of it was my idea of it, as I think it is many, many, many people. So 23 years ago, I got locked jaw. I had a severe TMJ in my jaw from grinding my teeth at night. And um, somebody suggested I try hypnosis. And I said, no, that's ridiculous. That would never work for me. And I just really wasn't open to it at all. And so I went to the doctor, and they wanted to break my jaw and <laughs> build me a, a mouth device um, that you know would correct the jaw alignment and blah, blah, blah. It was like a six-month process to wear this thing and go through a massive surgery and everything else. So I elected when I left the doctors. I thought, wow, <laughs> what, if, what if hypnosis worked? Let me see. That might be something uh, I, my mindset changed pretty quickly um, after the wow. doctor told me. What, yeah. So I became desperate. I think that's often how people come and see me, quite skeptical and, and certainly um people that have tried every other thing on the planet, and it's funny because it's typically the one thing that works the fastest. So I went and saw a woman, and the session was remarkable. I had one session, and an hour later my mouth opened. I've never, ever to this day had TMJ since, and she made me a little cassette tape, and I just kept listening to it. Even though the TMJ was gone in that hour, I really liked how confident I began to feel and how much I really began to see and understand, and of course this was before the law of attraction and everybody was talking about these types of methodologies, but back in the day I just remembered how amazing I felt. And I'm like, I have never in my life felt so good and so clear and so it was an incredible experience and as a result my business started to expand. I was in real estate at the time and people started, you know, calling me out of the blue and things started occurring and you know, I just it was it was literally life changing and so I started studying under her and then went on to the American Institute of Hypnotherapy and got you know, became a master of neuro linguistic programming and 
blah, blah, blah. So I just, I really continued on the journey because my personal results were so profound. So then I started, of course, sharing those solutions with people and opened a practice and got out of real estate altogether. But that is a primary audience of mine. I speak to a lot of, you know, network marketing, a lot of corporations, a lot of salespeople. That's my primary target today just because that was my passion and my background was, you know, being in sales, being an entrepreneur back when a lot of women weren't 23 years ago. And certainly there weren't a lot mm-hmm. of women speakers. So I've, uh, you know, taken an interesting concept, turned it into programs and packages and CDs and all kinds of stuff. So it's it's been a journey. <laughs> it's been a long journey for sure. And I'm a wow. single mom. and Yeah, so it's been a... It hasn't been, you know, I think sometimes you stand in front of a room and you show people what you've done after so many years and people always say, Kathy, you make it seem so easy. And I'm like, well, it is now. <laughs> but it wasn't, you know. It was a lot of tears and a lot of heartache and a lot of, you know, God, am I really doing the right thing when I'd walk into a room and everybody would kind of fold their arms and their legs and go hypnosis, you know. And there was, I always laugh and tell people, if I can stand in front of a room and sell people stuff, number one, and number two, talk about hypnosis and walk out of the room and make people feel great, then I'm doing, then I'm definitely on the right path because those are probably, you know, hypnosis has a ton of resistance, speaking has a lot of fear, and, you know, you just you, you just share things that work for people, and it speaks to the people's hearts and souls that it aligns with, and for those that it doesn't, that's okay. Right, that's, a, that's, that's an amazing the, that's story. The, thanks, that's the nutshell version. <laughs> Well, I, I know from personal experience, I, I'm a believer in hypnosis, but I, like you, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, too, sometimes think it's a little hokey-pokey, but I've had some yeah. um, good results with, with hypnosis, so I'm really interested in hearing a little bit more about that. Um, so you've been doing that for about 23 years, um, and you're a single mom. Like, what what? how did you get through all of that? Like, you said it was a little bit difficult. You went to school. Oh, How did you juggle it all? Yeah. You know, I I honestly feel so blessed. I mean, my kids are now 23 and 19, but they were one and four when my husband and I parted, ex-husband and I parted. And I, uh, and it was devastating. I was married for 15 years, had the house on the hill and the two kids and the whole deal. And, um, you know, going through that transition, a lot of it had to do with my work and as I began to go see this hypnotherapist and my life began to change, the person I was married to was very, very um, threatened and, you know, drank and had very different behaviors than I did. So as I started really stepping into my sense of self, our journeys just went in completely different directions. They were just, we were, we became very much night and day. So I think that being a mom um, was always my primary job, but I think honestly, Janice, it's, it's the work that I was doing on me is what got me through it. And, you know, I tell people sometimes it's like at my lowest of lows. I mean, I've had a lot. I could talk for five hours about it. But two two of my brothers died instantly uh, within oh three years of each other. Yeah, one of them had a massive heart attack at 45. It was my older brother. And then my youngest brother died by two teenagers street racing, and they hit him and killed him. And, yeah, it was very traumatic for my mother and my, you know, other siblings and my children, of course, but I accredit this work. I can't even tell you. I would just go within. I'd work on my mindset. I would, you know, obviously pray. I'm a very spiritual person, but the power of hypnosis and the specific suggestions that I would give my neurology, my, my literally, my neurons, my DNA, my cells, my 
every single sense of who Cappy is in this physical form to be able to get up and go in that courtroom and talk to that judge and manage my children and help my mother and, you know, build a business and do all the things I've done, there is absolutely no way that I'd be able to do what I've done had I not learned how to master my mindset. There's no way. I would have either been a drunk or depressed or <laughs> given up my kids or I'm not kidding. I mean, I've made money. I've lost money. I've had, of course, you know, my marriage, you know, fell apart and he was seeing another woman and, you know, all the things that we go through in life through where we're right. devastated and we're hurt. And But, you know, we have to, the only thing I tell my mom, you know, back in 07, I lost a ton of money and made some bad investments in the stock market and, you know, was watching hundreds of thousands of dollars disappear before my eyes and, Yet I told my mom, I was like, you know, the reality is the only thing we have control of is ourselves. It's how we think about any situation, of how we life comes and goes, even with my brothers. It's like none of us are here forever. So what am I going to do with this, sit around and be depressed and, you know, live in the past forever and cry about, you know, of course it's that. Of course I grieve. Of course I miss them both. But the reality is we're all going to go and I can't spend the time I'm here grieving about the past. And right. I know it's because this works. So I accredit hypnosis. I do it every single day. There's not a day I don't do self-hypnosis. I mean, maybe a day here and there. But honestly, it's for me like taking a shower because we get bombarded with so much negative information and so much down, especially with our phones and TVs and our giant screens. And we spend more time in front of a screen than we do in, certainly in front of ourselves or in, with our own mindset. So I just really think it's critical with the information overload that we all live in to turn off everything and tune in to you <laughs> to a- maximize. You know, it, it just it, it just blows me away. A lot of my talks when I have a visual image, I tell people I, I show a screen with computers and I say, you know more you know more about the settings on your iPads and cell phones and this computer than you do about the settings in your own mindset. Why wouldn't you want to learn how to master that? Why wouldn't you want to learn how to change the channel? Specifically, I've created programs and helped so many people create massive success in their life, a lot of money, a lot of emotional freedom, a lot of financial freedom. And it's because people have this relationship with money and most people don't know how to make those internal changes to produce the external results. And so... It's a, It really is a process, and a person simply has to be willing. You know, I tell people if, if, if hypnosis works for people to stop smoking and it's 80% effective, 87, the average statistic says, why wouldn't you use it to build wealth? Like, why right. does that seem weird? And then they go, oh, that's true. It doesn't seem weird to stop smoking. Most people have heard of that, and they don't think it's weird. And then I go, well, I took the same philosophy with that behavior and that negative habitual pattern, and I created a system and a solution that creates powerful, positive outcomes in how you relate, think, and be with your money because that's a relationship you will always be in. You can't ever divorce it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't <laughs> leave your experience of money until you leave the planet, right? And right. why wouldn't you want it to be a fabulous one instead of a worrisome, fearful, struggling, strained one, which is, you know, eighty percent of the population on the planet. So, it's uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun to educate and inform and share solutions, and then people sit there and their eyes pop open and they go, "I never thought about that." And I'm like, "Exactly." 
That's you know, I never crazy. thought about using hypnosis for that purpose. That's terrific. Hey, let me ask you this. What is the difference between, or is there a difference between meditation and hypnosis? Because you said you do self-hypnosis every day. Great question. Meditation is a wonderful practice. And to me, meditation is in and, you know, just listening and laying and trying to be in the nothingness of the mind, which the mind talks to the average individual at approximately 500 words a minute. So it's very difficult for people to turn that inner voice off because it's designed by our creator to talk to us, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So when people right. try to meditate, a lot of times people say, Kathy, I can't meditate. The difference between meditation and hypnosis is hypnosis uses very profound language patterns. And we use specific suggestions to create a specific outcome. Meditation does not do that. Meditation is the same frequency. It's the same state of mind. It's a very relaxed, calming, lovely state. Um, I consider meditation more of a listening state versus hypnosis. It's a very powerful, when I mean listening, I mean listening to source or God or whoever it is you go to. Um, but for me, hypnosis, as, as a hypnotherapist and a master of NLP, I'm using specific language patterns and the power of suggestion to help that person get a specific change. Well, that makes sense. That that was a, yeah. a, a, a perfect explanation. I appreciate that. I have a couple questions for you, actually quite a few. Um, why is it important for people to deal with their inner core beliefs about money and success? Because you've mentioned that's what you primarily are helping people do. And is it if they want more of it? There's many things. Some people come to me and they're massive millionaires and make a lot of money, but they overspend or they stress over the money that they do have. I have a gentleman that makes about $4 million a year that comes to see me and he says, Kathy, in 25 years I haven't taken a vacation because I'm just so afraid. He's so fearful that if something happens to him or his money, I mean, it's incredible the things people go through. So it doesn't matter. Sometimes people make a lot of money, but they're in massive debt. I mean, people come to me and they're like, they're in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, so they might look financially great to the external public, but inside they're terrified. So, and then often people under-earn. They don't value themselves enough. They don't ask for a price point on a product or they don't know how to um, sell a solution or share something that they've created. So I have artists sometimes and they go, oh, you know the store being artists. I'm like, why? Why would you want to call yourself that? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's interesting the things that people believe when I got into real estate, everyone told me, you know, don't expect to make any money the first year. I, I can't even tell you how many times I heard that. That's the common thing. And I thought, why would I do a job going into it thinking I wasn't going to make any money? You're crazy. I'm going to kill it the first year. I'm going to, like, freaking knock it out of the park. And so it was funny to me that the things that people say, most people listen to that stuff. So I, I work with people at every level. I would say... My when I go do my speaking events, you know, people come up to me afterward and they go, "Oh my gosh, like I've done this, I've done this, I've done this." And I say, "Have you ever looked at your personal relationship to money? Do you know you think about money approximately 40 to 60 percent of the day? You pull out pull out a debit card. How much is gas? How much is grocery store? Am I going to buy lunch? Is the other person going to buy lunch? And I mean, think about all oh, the bills are coming. Oh, what's the date? Oh, this is due." People think about money 
their investments. They go online. Are my investments making money? Are they losing me money? I mean, you're either making money, spending money, getting money, giving money. Money's a constant flow in our life. And when we clinch that flow or we're fearful about it or we don't feel that there's enough, which that's a biggie for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, then we cut ourselves off to those opportunities and those resources and sources that can come to us and bring us that flow. So, um, you know, one of my famous quotes is what you feel and think today, you're going to produce tomorrow. So if we're in control of our thinking and our feeling, the neural network and our entire system of this thing called the body, then our energy field, if you will, and what we think and say and create internally is precisely what shows up externally. It might not look exactly what you're thinking and saying, but I tell people, you're all masters. Most people are just a master at worry or fear or lack. <laughs> right. Right. And you're you're helping to alleviate that. You know, I never really yeah. thought about how much we think about money all day. Yeah. So it's a big internal conversation. It's not a common external conversation. As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, it gets people very uncomfortable unless they're making it. And that's really what I started studying in my private practice. It's like all these people would come to me, oh, I'm coming to you for my marriage, come to you for this. And ultimately the conversation would always end up around money. And I thought this is so fascinating. Everyone comes to me to make more money or, oh, I'm staying married because my husband makes the money or my wife makes the money or mostly the husband. But, I mean, I just mm-hmm. kept hearing these things and it kept boiling down to, oh, I don't think I deserve that and deservability and value. And so I would, I noticed a theme over years of just sitting with people and I thought, you know, it wasn't the first system I created, but it was the second system I created. And I thought, you know, I need to make a whole program where people can take this home, they can sit with the workbook, they can ask themselves the questions that I would sit and ask in front of them, that they can dig deeper into their personal relationship to money. How do I think about money? How do I feel? What did I hear in the past? What did my family tell me? What were the records that played, you know, in my family or in my head, so to speak, that every time I go to buy something, you know, I feel like there's not enough or we don't have the money or whatever those programs are, you know, it's the root of all evil or whatever. People have all kinds of stuff. So it's taking hypnosis and NLP is literally taking out those tapes, if you will, or those old programs Mm -hmm. and putting new programs of positive suggestion that actually fuel your results versus, you know, keep you stuck in the past and all that other stuff. So that's that's the basics of it. Well, that's that's fascinating. I mean, I'd much rather go through hypnosis um, to help me manage my money or make more money or at least be comfortable. Um, when I went, I went to stop eating donuts. So that your, yours is much more, and it worked. It worked. I didn't eat donuts for ten years. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I know it was a very it was a wonderful experience. So I can see how this you know if you. If you, um, I don't know, if you learn more about hypnosis and doing more proactive things and managing your whole mind and your money set. Um, Another question for you, what is one good tip for people that really want to make powerful changes in their life? Well, I have many. So one would be, um, let's see, one would be is to ask yourself, what do you believe about money? Because your beliefs drive all your decisions and all your behaviors and all your outcomes. And often people don't look at this. So 
the first thing when somebody comes to see me for, you know, success or getting to that next level or whatever it is, I'll say, what do you believe about that? And oftentimes they'll say, oh, I believe that, you know, it would be great and, you know, but you could see everything in their body language or even if they're sitting with themselves, they can feel that, no, I really don't believe that. I want to believe it. But what I really believe is that it's hard. Or what Mm -hmm. I really believe is that other people can have it and I can't. So when we begin with a belief, then, of course, I work, you know, in the subconscious mind, and that's where our beliefs are stored. We don't walk around saying, I don't believe that. We walk around saying, oh, no, I can do that. But internally, everything is going, huh, don't I wish, right? So that's probably my best tip is start anything you want to accomplish or create in your life. Start with what you believe about it because if your belief is not in alignment with the thing you want, that's going to be your challenge. It's not changing your thinking. I mean, how many books are out there about positive thinking? A thinking is a a thought isn't a belief. So our beliefs are very, you know, in my model when I do my talks and stuff, I show a circle and I say 5 to 10% is the conscious and the other 90% is your subconscious. So I deal with the 90% of the mind and that is where your beliefs live. So it's that's where I would always start. So if somebody says, yeah, I don't believe I can do it, that's really the work you need to do. What would be effective for me in order to change this and begin believing that I'm deserving of this or I have the value? And, and that's really where the work is, and that's not something most people can do by themselves because those records are so instilled in their mind and they're so playing on autopilot that people aren't even aware of them. But once we become aware of it, then we, mm-hmm. we can begin to notice when that belief is showing up, like we go to pay for gas or we go to you know the grocery store or something and we notice, oh, that thing's playing. Okay, I don't need to believe that anymore. I'm going to begin believing that my life's getting better or money is easier or whatever. So mm-hmm. those are that's probably my best one tip. <laughs> so how, how you believe uh, or what are your beliefs about money? That's a very good tip. And what happens mm-hmm. when a person doesn't proactively do anything about these core beliefs? And how does it affect their outcomes? Well, their results are predictable, right? So when I Mm -hmm. take a person and I say, you know, how much money are you making? And they get all weird about it. Um, People get very uncomfortable with that unless they're making money. And then people, it's funny when you just ask that question, how much money do you have you made this year? Or how much, you know, da, da, da. They Mm -hmm. go, oh, you know, him and ha. So look at your bank account the last two, three years, four years. And has it been predictably the same? And, 95% 95% of the time, the answer is yes. So it's that money internal belief that says I can make blah, blah, blah a year or a month or whatever, right? There's a familiar pattern with money. So when somebody's, you know, looking at that and they're beginning to explore and see for themselves, if you don't change it, the external circumstances won't change it. I mean, look at the statistics with lottery winners. I think it's like, I don't know, 70 to 80% of lottery winners file bankruptcy within the first five years. They don't hold the belief. So even though they get the money, they sabotage. They make bad investments. They give it away. They screw up the, you know, they screw up their massive millions because their belief came from total lack. Not all of them, but most of them come from lack. Oh, if only I'd win the lottery. So you know, we can use the lottery or anything. A new job, a new, you get a bonus check, and all of a sudden it's like, where'd that money go? And again, people often don't know how to relate to money in an abundant way, so they don't manage it well, or they don't. Uh, put it in places where money grows. I always say you want to grow your money, not blow your money, right? And a lot of people don't know how to do that. And it's not in our education system unless Mm -hmm. you're a CPA or a financial planner. So 
Money is a very important conversation. So if people don't begin to change the internal, the external is highly unlikely. And, you know, like I said, people will go marry for it. Or, you know, people do crazy things for money. People kill for money all the time. Right. I mean, look at the news. It's crazy. So when we begin to change how we feel and think and be with money on a daily basis every day, when we're managing our money different, one first exercise in my program, I have people go online or to their bank account and send abundant of love and appreciation for whatever that number is. The numbers are relevant to me. It's the energy and how you think and be with that that begins to grow that energy. Wow. So it's not only how you manage your money, it's how you think about it and Absolutely. positive affirmations towards your bank account. That's that's terrific. What a wonderful practice. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to share with people because it's a common conversation that, I mean, I have two daughters in college, you know, they're in the money conversation and my daughter will say, she goes, my older daughter goes to UC Davis and she'll say, mom, blah, 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 you know, I'm a college student. I said, honey, why are you saying that? Like, everything's provided for. You're totally taken care of. <laughs> and you're you're walking around with a lack of consciousness, and she works, you know. And, and it's mm-hmm. just funny because here I am, the teacher and preacher of this, and my daughter goes through it. So, you know, none of us are perfect. And then she'll laugh, and I'm like, go put in your CDs. And she's like, gosh, Mom, it's funny because that's what all the college students say. Like, so, you know, she's amazing and she's excelling and, you know, doing great. But we all, we all get caught up, including myself. I raise my hand. I'm not exempt from this. At times where I'll think about something, I'll say, oh, God, that's that old pattern running in the background, you know. But I've mm-hmm. done so much work on myself that it very rarely, but it does, you know. I mean, it, it's, it's not like I'm exempt from the world of thoughts and feelings, but there's times where I'll go to make an investment or I'll do something. And if it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. I, I just, I've learned, you know, in the past mm-hmm. people say, oh, you're going to get this and this. And I'd say, okay, and I'd jump in and then next thing you know, well, sorry, Kathy, that got lost over here. This didn't make what we thought, you know. So I'm not, a, you know, I'm not an investor. I just listen to the people I give money to. I'm not educated on the external game as much as I have been more so, but I'm still not an expert investor. That's not my specialty. My specialty is mindset. So, I align myself with people that know the external game now. Today I'm a lot smarter with what I do with that. But we're constantly channeling that energy of money. And, and you know, it, it, to me, I tell people, you can't afford not to change who you are with money because the external game will never produce the results you want until you do the inner. Then you find those resources like I have of people that know and are experts at that external game that can help you begin to grow that money. Right. So you're giving people tools to sort of course correct, and uh, oh, that's fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah, they're beyond tools. They're life-changing. I literally, mm-hmm. when your assistant called me this morning, had a lady call me. She just bought my program two weeks ago at an event I spoke at. And she called me back. I don't think I want to do it, and I don't know if I have the money. I said, listen to yourself. It's precisely what you're going to work on. And she goes, you're right. She literally just called me this morning, and she's like, I cannot believe how amazing I feel, Kathy. This is a life changer. I want to get you in front of all my friends. I mean, she was like, <laughs> so when your lady called, I'm like, oh, on the other line. But I get those calls and emails all the time, all the time, where in two weeks somebody's saying, I cannot believe how I'm thinking and feeling. Like nothing I've ever done has changed how I feel about something. And that's the power of the mind. It's not me. I just give you the tools. You're the one that has to lay down and listen to it and do the work. But, you know, what a better way to learn than to lay down and fall asleep to something that's saturating your powerful mind and your neurons and your energy and with abundant 
wealthy thinking. <laughs> to me, I'm oh. like, why wouldn't you want that? I, well, I love it. It's fascinating. And let me ask you a question about, you know, growing up. Um, you've mentioned you have two daughters, 23 and 19. Um, mm-hmm. and you mentioned your mom, um, if mm-hmm. she's around still. She is. But wh- mm-hmm. who yeah. was, was your mom or your dad or who was your mentor growing up? Oh, neither of my parents, for sure. Tons of luck. Um, I'm the fifth of six. I moved 17 times by the time I was 20 years old. So there was never a foundation or stability or, oh, we have the money. If anything, I was constantly told we don't have the money for that. So we Mm -hmm. swam and struggled, seriously. It was a constant conversation in my family. So until I got older and, you know, got married and all that other stuff and started, you know, doing the hypnosis, did I really realize my internal beliefs and my whole structure and I really if anything as much as I adore my mother my father passed away but I'm very close to my mom she's 80 Uh um I really had to detach myself from their programming because we're very I had to learn that this is my mind they gifted me with this brilliant magnificent machine and it's my job to disconnect from their tapes and their beliefs and the things that they did the best they could with the level of understanding they had but it was extremely lackful growing up my whole life Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm a walking, talking preacher, and, and, you know, I tell people, if I can do this, coming from, you know, moving constantly because my dad didn't have the rent and getting evicted, I mean, we were like gypsies, so, you know, there was never, we never owned a home, my dad didn't even have a bank account, like, we didn't ever have money, so for somebody like me to be, you know, doing the things I've done, it's all been as a power of me learning and educating myself, um, and taking the time, and me investing the money, and throwing, you know, my mom thought I was crazy. Are you kidding, Kathy? Go get a job. What are you doing? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going into debt to go take these classes to learn how to manage my life. That's what I'm doing because I'm worth it, and nobody else ever did it, and I have to do it. So I did. I stuck my butt on the line. I uh, Trust me, I've taken so many risks that everyone else called me crazy, and I'm like, call me crazy all day long. And, you know, I always tell people it's a God job. And that's what I told you. I, I, I don't feel like I chose this. I really don't. It totally... It shows me. My soul went, you're going this way. And I went, oh, I'd really rather go that way. <laughs> like, no, you're going this way. You have a lot to, lot to learn and a lot to teach. So I feel like I'm always a student and certainly always teaching as well. So we're, we're always learning and we're always what we learn, I think. What, what a wonderful story, Cappy. I'm um, just very, 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 um, what a pleasure it's been to hear you tell your story. Um, I can figure out, I always ask, you know, what's your why? And you've said it without saying exactly that. Um, and mm-hmm. that, this, this occupation, if you will, chose you. And look, at, look where you've come. What a, what a wonderful thing to be helping people. Yeah, it's it's a blessing for sure, and it's it's a God job, and I I do feel blessed and keep uh, listening even when you know just like like I said, nothing's perfect. I have my own trials and tribulations, but then I know it's time to just go in and do some like a car, right? We don't know how it works, mm-hmm. we don't understand the transmission, we just go drive it, and that's kind of like people they just get up and they go. But you know, if I have to sit down and fine tune and do some work, and just like a car, it needs constant maintenance, and so do we. So I do that work and. Then I go back into whatever I'm creating or doing in my life, and things seem to unfold in a in a much easier, healthier, wealthier way for me. So uh, I don't do stress, and I don't do struggle anymore, and I mm-hmm. I just don't I, I don't need to. <laughs> so it's it's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty powerful stuff. 
Well, you um, you didn't mention uh, that you are an author of several publications, Giving Gratitude, The Riches, The Heart of a Woman in Business. I love that. Yeah. Um, you've mm-hmm. also been featured on um, shows, The Right Place TV Show, Real OC Homes yeah. Show, and Direct Selling yeah. Women's Radio. You do lots yeah. and lots of good out there. Yeah, I love to speak. I love to do events and share. And, you know, of course, visually when people can see the images and it's funny and, you know, people laugh, but they they get a lot of good tools and things that they can, you know, start to look at and begin to implement in their own life if they choose to do so. But, yeah, I think that um, the opportunities I've had, like anything, you know, continue to unfold. But, yeah, it's it's an awesome conversation, and I think a much-needed conversation. And every time mm-hmm. I open at one of my speeches, I always say it's such an important conversation that so many people aren't really willing to understand. So we're going to talk about money and hypnosis, and everybody just starts cracking up because they're so, so <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, it, it works, and so we have to be present to it, and we're going to spend it and deal with it. We might as well maximize, you know, every ounce of who we are and, and every aspect of our life. So it's fun. I have a lot of fun with it. Well, I've heard terrific things about your um, seminars. So that's, oh, you know, I'm thanks. so happy you were on the show today. Um, do you have any special offerings for our guests? I do. Yeah, people can go to, I'll just say it, and then, of course, uh, they can go to the website. But I have two separate websites. I have, my, of course, my website, and then I have a separate website called mentalmoneymastery.com. It's M-E-N-T-A-L. M-O-N-E-Y-M-A-S-T-E-R-Y, just like it sounds, mentalmoneymastery.com. And people can go there and actually opt in and do Chapter 1 of Mental Money Mastery for free. And they can also go on there and download, um, I think it's a download or a stream, I don't know, I'm not a technical person, my website person does it all. But they can listen to a free sample session they have. It's 10 minutes. It's a fantastic money session. And then they can go through the first, I think it's seven or eight coaching videos that I have where they can watch me coaching this guy through the workbook. The questions are there. And then they get to actually sample the program for free. And then if they decide to purchase it, they can just click the Buy Now button and then it all comes down on their computer and they have the system. So they get a workbook. They get the subconscious sessions, they get all the coaching videos. There's 20, I believe 27 or 28 coaching videos that I do, just like we're talking now, but it's all specific coaching around money. Mm-hmm. And then they listen to the subconscious sessions. So I've that in an audio form, which is on my website, kathypidwell.com, which is my name. But the video version is my latest version that we just launched. So they can get more free stuff there. There's free resources there. So that's what I would recommend people do, is go to mentalmoneymastery.com. Well, thank you for that, and I'll just repeat that for our guests. I'd encourage you to go on mentalmoneymastery.com and also cappypidwell.com for further information. Um, It's been such a pleasure having you on the show, Cappy. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies, I am so happy that you tuned in today and learned from our amazing, fantastic female guests, and I hope you recognize this as an opportunity to pass their knowledge on to your daughters and friends and share the wisdom of the ages. I'll talk to you again soon, and in the meantime, let's lift each other up, spread the love, and share an attitude of gratitude. Every three minutes, another woman gets the news that she has breast cancer. 
and here are some of the first words she hears. Hertenu oncogene, aromatase inhibitor, ductal carcinoma in situ. What do these words mean? How are you going to decide what to do if you can't even say what you have? Listen to me, Shirley Jones. As soon as you get your diagnosis, go to breastcancer.org. It's a special place on the Internet where you can learn how to say all those breast cancer words and find out what they mean. At breastcancer.org, you can learn more about your particular kind of cancer and your treatment options. Prepare a list of questions for your next doctor's visit and get all kinds of other useful information to guide you and your family through this. Breastcancer.org, the first place to go the minute you find out you have breast cancer. You've been listening to the Tal Janice Radio Show. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest for the show, or if you would like to nominate a fabulous female for a shout-out by Janice on the live show, please visit www.talljanice.com. Please share this episode with your social network and help us lift women up. Join us next week for another episode of Tell Janice. How do you help business owners think differently about their businesses? Well, uh, you know, I think that there's a range of business owners, right? So, and I provide a couple of different services. On the, on the coaching and consulting side of my business, I think that's what I truly do is, is I help to educate. I think that's the key word, educate business owners on both their opportunities as well as I open their eyes up to what they need to commit to. Uh, certainly when it comes to